Hello and welcome to the Truck and Driver podcast. I'm joined today by Matt Ireland, who is somewhere in Italy, struggling with dodgy Wi-Fi. <laughs> yes, welcome to Italy, where nothing quite works how it should. <laughs> what, what are you up to? I'm collecting just by Turin Airport tomorrow to go back to Ashford in Kent. What are you collecting? I'm collecting one dog, and that's it. What kind of dog is it? Oh, uh... An Italian breed that I haven't got the paperwork in front of me to even attempt trying to say what breed it is. <laughs> so you've driven empty all the way from England to Italy to pick up one dog to go back to England? Yep. This must be a precious dog. I presume so, yeah. From what I can gather, it must be. Bi- I presume it must be being flown from the south of Italy somewhere. I thought it was coming up in a van, but I believe it's coming in a plane so why it doesn't get flown straight to well, England I, d- I don't know but um hey it gives me a job yeah well just to recap for listeners anyway Matt was doing a bit of freelance driving last year and now he's picked up a job driving a Mercedes van a Mercedes Sprinter van where he picks up people's pets for them and goes and transports them about Europe what a skive yes in a word I Went to Portugal last week, uh, so Italy this week. Who knows what next week, but then the first two weeks of March, I'm doing my, I call it the proper CPC, as in the transport manager CPC. Are you doing the course? Uh, Yeah, two-week course, you know, with the exams at the end. Um, As far as I know, it's still going ahead. When I emailed them last, it was still going on. As in going on in, like, in a classroom? Yep, I believe so, yep, in a classroom, uh, Monday to Friday, nine till four. Oh well, that's who are you doing it with? D uh, DMP training, I think it is at Ruffham. So yeah, looking forward to it. It's been something I've wanted to do for quite a while. Um, and now the world's changed. Uh, let's get it done. I I will stress that I've got absolutely no intention of running a truck. <laughs> I'll be honest, but you ne- you never know what's around the corner, do you? It's, if you're getting the, are you. Do you get the CPC hours for it for your driver CPC for this? No, because you didn't. You didn't at the time when I did it, which was the end of twenty eighteen. I did it with RHA um, over the course of like three weeks. Um, I didn't think that you got it, even though that you really should. Uh, no, I mean it's a useful thing to have. It never goes out of date, and you already know half of it anyway from being a lorry driver in that side of the industry. And it's just it's handy to get the to get the background information from it and it's um there's a qualification at the end of the day they don't just hand you it there's a there's a fair bit that you need to do um i did the written course because there's two different types can't remember what they are but i did the written one and it was it was that was fine that suited me because i am a writer but you should get on you should get on fine with that um but even if i can't see them cancelling it the alternative would be to do it on like a zoom or a teams meeting which I'm sure some of the listeners will have been involved with in one way or the other, because you can do training online. Uh, I did my ADR just there from home on the computer, but it's not the same as doing it in a classroom. If you can do it in a classroom and you're like, if you're like spaced out suitably, then hopefully, hopefully it can go ahead in that way because it's uh, it, it's quite um, it's quite interesting to do. And there's even there's quite a lot quite a lot to it to take in you know yeah definitely no i'm looking forward to it so 
And uh, yeah, I mean, who knows what it will lead to. Um, I was asked last year to be somebody's transport manager, which obviously not having a CPC, I couldn't actually do it. Um, although I've got no plans of coming off the road, uh, you just never know, do you? I'd like to think I'd never get bored of truck driving, but it happens to an awful lot of people. And if I'm prepared and I've got a good qualification, that could get me off the road should I want to. Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's, a, it's a definitely a useful thing to have. Although I can't see you wanting to go and move that, do move anywhere right now because we're just on the cusp of spring and the nicer weather, and you're like you know sailing around Europe without having to worry about tachographs or getting parked or anything like that. I mean, last Friday coming home uh, from Portugal, coming up the A10 north of Bordeaux, and the, the police had shut the road northbound to trucks. I I still don't know why. I'm presuming. Their argument would have been because of the snow previously, I guess, but there was no evidence of on the road. They just sort of funneled mm. everyone off into a services, and then they were stacking them up on the on the hard shoulder. Uh, but being in a van, boom, straight past, kept going, and I drove for a few hours, and then I hit the northbound or the southbound side is where they started uh, corralling the trucks as well. And the queue went the queue went on for probably ten minutes or so. It was ginormous and there was just mm. it's just absolutely no reason for it at all you know and if i'd been in a truck you know i would have i would have been weekended i can't imagine I would have been home saturday night in that sort of amount of traffic no no so whereas you know in the van and like i say there's no tachograph so i haven't got to worry about going a minute over four and a half hours it just it makes it it makes life so much easier it really does um but i do miss driving trucks at the moment i do I think I might have to go and get a little fix fairly soon, even for just a week or two. I think I might just have to go and do a do a little something and something. Not sure what, but um, get behind the wheel. Just get, blow the dust off my taco card and. Uh... Oh, tell me about it. Yeah, because I managed to get out. I was out there. I was driving a Scania S five hundred on Saturday. And my phone went, and I helped out Alan Davey who needed. Um, a shift covered, which hadn't happened. I hadn't had anybody phone me up for a while to say, you know, could you come out and do this, uh, do a shift for us, which I, when I was self-employed, well, I am still self-registered as self-employed, but um, when I was, like, working full-time, you know, the phone would go quite regularly, and it would be, sometimes it could be quite exciting if you got you got something a little bit unusual, something like that, but, yeah, I, I definitely know what you mean. I'm out next week. I'm out next week. I've got a Volvo um, FM four twenty, which I might have mentioned on the podcast previously. But I've got the uh, the little new shape four by two globe trotter, so I've got that for a week, and I don't know where I'll be going and what I'll be doing. So it'll be good to get out, get out the house because it's this working from home stuff's just driving me up. This is just driving me up the wall, sitting at sitting at home, um, working at my desk all the time. It's not good. It's not sustainable. I wonder what's in. I wonder what a route out of this will be. I yeah, I don't know how people who have managed it, and you know, I know some people who've been on furlough or working from home since, I suppose it's March last year when we first went into the first lockdown. It's nearly a year now, and it's, it's very nearly a year now. My Facebook memories are painful at the moment because it's coming up with happy, carefree me racking up thousands of miles, running about in the car and the and trucks, just living my best life. And it's just coming to right to the end of it where everything, Corona all kicks in and puts everything to a stop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't. Mm-hmm. It just, 
we're coping and we're getting along and I really can't wait for the pubs to open, I'll be honest. <laughs> All right, well, they'll, they'll open things up bit by bit. I mean, I try and do like schools and things and then, you know, hospitality will be sort of sort of last. But that's both my mum and dad. Um, I've had, my dad's in his 70s, my mum's in her 60s. They, they, um, they've both had their first vaccine. My mum got the Pfizer vaccine today, which apparently is... According to what you read, apparently the best one, I don't know. Just hit me with anything. Just get it done with so we can get back to some normality. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, mate. A lot of people would be the um, the same because as, as the show season kind of approaches as well, we're still in a position where we've still got all these shows and events on the calendar and we don't have a clue as to whether or not we're going to be able to run them, run them yet. If we do get the green light for them, what kind of restrictions will be in place? The Truck Star Festival in Holland for this year has already been cancelled. Yeah, I just saw that Assen get cancelled. Yep. Yeah, but I, sp- I suppose it just takes so much organising. Well, especially with an international event as well, and it looks like, you know, I don't know, the European vaccine rollout seems to be quite slow as well. It's important. I try not to get stuck going down rabbit holes reading the news about all these sort of things with, with rates and what's going on. Well, at least we're nearly in March now, so... You know, the the weather should be getting a bit warmer and the nights are getting longer and, oh, we shouldn't be getting any more uh, snow. Have you encountered much snow on your European adventures? So, I actually, the worst I've had was last sun, uh, Sunday. Uh, before I went to Portugal, I did two Frankfurts over the weekend. Um, just straight Frankfurt, load, back, out, load, back again. And the Sunday morning I left to go out for my second Frankfurt. Uh, it Go around the bottom of the 25, got the Clackett Lane, do my COVID test, and it started snowing there, and it got gradually worse and worse as I got down to the port. And luckily shipped out. I was out by sort of lunchtime, I think I shipped out on P&O and headed off. And um, Germany was hit really badly, but it was more to the north. Uh, and a friend of mine who used to work for Trans Am who lives in Sweden, he's currently working for a Swedish company doing a lot of air freight, and he actually had a run to Cologne and to somewhere in Holland, which the name escapes me, and it took him eight hours from the port down to Cologne alone, and it really sort of stuffed him up, but he managed to get through, and he managed to get back because he had a funeral to go to on the Wednesday, but he managed to ship back to Sweden safely. But mm-hmm. a- another, another guy who works at the same place as I am, he had done a run to Poland, which originally I was going to be doing over the weekend. Um, and he had to be back on the Monday afternoon. And he he gave up on the Sunday because the snow was so bad, just couldn't see and he was just, just getting tired. So he gave up, went to a hotel, got up in the morning, set off and within 10 minutes, motorway shut. And there he sat and he just never got back. I beat, I went to Frankfurt and down and back again and I managed to miss it all. Uh, I heard that where I live in in Suffolk was hit really really badly, a lot of mm. la- very large drifts, which um, we haven't seen the likes of that for an awful long time. And with a lack of trees and hedges, it just blew across fields. And uh, my girlfriend said she opened the door, and there's just this drift sort of fell in, and the dog took sort of one look at it, turned around, and went back on his bed. That was enough for him. Yeah, it was hit really badly, and, and like the elderly neighbour, she didn't even venture out the whole week, but. Uh, I had the polar opposite, you know, heading down to the Iberian Peninsula, and the temperature sort of hit seventeen degrees at some point. Oh. So it was 
It was beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, yeah. It was in Scotland, we had a really good long run of snow, and that vanished the last weekend that it kind of vanished just about overnight. Yeah. And now it's just back to kind of normal. Now it can sod off. It doesn't want to turn up again, especially not when I've got this Volvo FM coming. I don't do not want to be fighting against the snow. Because it doesn't, there's not a lot you can do. It doesn't matter what tyres you've got if the traffic's at a standstill. You know, there's no, only, exactly. you can't win against that if you're if you're stuck in a big, a big, a big queue for ages and ages. So I'm gonna have to dig out all my kit because I've got two photo shoots to do at the weekend. Because we're looking, we're now looking to build up material again for trucking driver because we're the. I haven't slowed down with the amount of stuff we've been putting in the magazine. I've just been firing everything in as I would do normally, but I've now like emptied the tanks now. So it's yeah. going to be a lot of photo, a lot of work getting photo shoots done over the next few weeks as well as we seek to rebuild the um, accumulate content. Um, so if any listeners, you know, have got a new truck or an interesting truck, give us a shout. It's via the usual channels, not via messages on Facebook, unless you're going to email me via the message because just there's that much rubbish comes through on Facebook that I just um, don't monitor the mailbox on it. <laughs> Although you do monitor your friend's request, which is quite handy. Um, I'd love to take a stab at your, your, your old friend um, who tried to get in contact recently. Although... Um. Uh, yeah, what his name is it escapes me, but it looks like a good score in Scrabble. Rub, rub, give of yeah. No, I'm, I'm inundated <laughs> with friend requests from like bots and fake profiles, like Nigerian people and just princes. Yeah, and I don't. Well, the annoying thing is as well that Facebook this week did a big update, and then I've suddenly lost all the people that I see at the top of my newsfeed, like you know the people that I actually like really know personally and everything. Where's all these? I'm like, where's all these stories going? And all the people that I've went put on silent over the years for like banging on about politics constantly, or just generally just being like, you know, a gobshite. People that I don't really know, and they're all yeah. back. But <laughs> now, I, now I don't. Now I'm not seeing like my best friends and loved ones and everything. They, their posts have disappeared. So I'm like, oh, cheers, Facebook. Thanks for that. And then, <laughs> and then Twitter kicked me out today as well. Because and then I had to go and reload Twitter on my phone. And then it said that I couldn't log back in because I tried to log in too many times. And I finally got back in there. <laughs> and I've got so I've got somebody wanting to write about. I there's some some poor company's got a really bad batch of MANs. Like I've had ra- nothing but rave reviews about these new TGXs, and this company's got like twenty bad ones. And they're like, "We want to write about it in Truck and Driver," and I'm like, "Well, we'd have to write. You know, you must have had a lot built up. I wonder what's going on there. You know, there's mm. always you can always get a bad truck. I noticed that DAFs were getting a good kick in this week." online and things but if they were that bad how come they've got the biggest market share in the country and, and everyone and, yes. and the same goes for iVecos and things as well people are like oh it turned me into a newt and all this and it's like well <laughs> they can't be that bad but it looks like somebody's got an absolutely rotten batch of MANs and I'm like I'll need mm. to go and find out find out some more about that really because all I tend to hear are is good feedback about them. I'm supposed to be getting one of the TGX 510s to drive, but that'll be into the summer now because I've got something exciting coming in March, which I can't tell you about yet. Okay. Um, it hasn't been rubber stamped, but I'm getting quite a fancy bit of kit in uh, March, which I'm quite excited about. So, But I can only drive a truck for like one week out every month. So if I've got the Volvo at the end of February and the other thing at the end of March then I think I've got a daff in April so I'll be getting quite mm-hmm. on before I get to drive something else provided I can manage to 
squeeze it, squeeze all these things in with all the the other important trucking driver business that goes on. Um, yeah, we well, could tra- you could always palm the exciting thing off to me for a couple of weeks if you want. I could find some work for it. Mm, sure, you could. You don't know what it is yet. <laughs> no, no, but can't be that bad, surely. Well, as long as it's not an Albion. It couldn't be. Well, it couldn't possibly be anything bad, could it? If it's one of, if it's one of seven truck manufacturers. Well, it could even be eight. It could be a left-hand drive Ford. Yeah. You know, it, it, true. But it could or be a Dennis. Any, could it, could could it still be a Dennis? Yeah, I suppose it could be a Dennis. It could be one of those low height sort of things, and I'm going to drive in like a bin wagon. <laughs> it could be. It could be. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be quite busy with stuff in that in that respect. Aye. Podcasts been pop. Yeah. Well, we've just truck and driver works in four week cycles, and there's two kind of quieter weeks and then two very busy weeks. And we're just coming to the end of the second busy week, getting the March issue out the door, and it's quite. Mm-hmm. It's got your issue with the HC Wilson one four one in it. And uh, it's it's and then we're on to the April issue, and I just I can't believe how quickly they come round. It's one of the things that keeps me keeps me going in terms of um, lockdown and the grind of it. I'm like, wow, um, we're already on to like the fourth issue of the of the of the new year. Time does move on fast, but we're getting yeah. loads, of, loads of good feedback from the podcast. I've had a few people people keep picking up and binge listening to it. And if you binge yeah. listen to it, there's like well, this I think this is like episode fifty five or something. If you've binge listened to it, it means you will have listened to what oh, probably about fifty hours of me talking and then well it's got me talking to either you Chris Madison or Paul O'Callaghan and and there's a couple of guest episodes here and there and people are like brilliant really enjoyed it and I'm like I find that quite strange to think that people have spent an entire week of driving an entire 50 hours listening to the Trucking Driver podcast from start to finish (laughs) but I've done I've done (laughs) it before I've done it before with podcasts. I've I listened right the way through from start to finish from Athletico Mince. I did that. And I did um, Kibbe and Finnegan, which was an American one based around the Dukes of Hazard with Mike Finnegan on it back in the, a right. couple of years ago. I listened to that from start to finish. I do, But that's the thing now, you binge things, don't you? Do you like watch things on Netflix and binge them yeah. and stuff? Oh, yeah. And, and I binge listen podcasts as well. For, um, I've got a little chat group. Uh, with with a few other friends who are mostly truck drivers or for podcasts specifically and quite often if someone will put up a, about a new series made by somebody um i'll often wait until they're all out and then just hit them all in, in one foul swoop um, <laughs> especially doing the longer drives it's ideal really um if you've got like six six hours worth of listening you know you can just really get into it and do the whole story in one rather than forgetting and losing your train of thought so to speak with uh, where the story is you know yeah, I don't think I'm waiting for Better Call Saul to come out in Netflix series six. And do they mm-hmm. still, when things come out, do they still release them one week at a time if something new comes out in Netflix? Because I've only watched things that have been out for years. Because I went through Breaking Bad, which is obviously old now. I was late to that, and then I followed it up with Better Call Saul. And I'm like, I don't want to watch it. I'll be the same. I'm not going to watch it um, one episode a week. I don't. I'm not organised enough. I want to go and sit and watch. The whole lot of it over the course of like three evenings. <laughs> yeah, I I'm probably the worst person in the world to ask because I'm so far behind. Well, with most things in life, I'll be brutally honest. I still think of a PlayStation Two as quite modern and uh, and upmarket. 
and I think they're on to like the, the five or something or other. Yeah, I'm PlayStation just, Five. And I'm the, know, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm much the same with TV as well. Um, I've got a list on Netflix of stuff to watch, and I can't imagine any of it's very new. Um, mm. So I'm not the well, person to ask. No, I need to. I want to watch The Wire. I've always promised I would watch that about the cops in New Jersey, and I want to watch The Sopranos from start to finish. I would like to mm-hmm. watch that, and uh, but. Um, I keep watching rubbish. I, I'd said to Chris uh, when I was doing the podcast with him, I'd watched the first two series of Thomas the Tank Engine narrated by Ringo Starr, <laughs> for like, which I used to watch when I was five for no reason. I think I must be regressing to, like psychologically regressing to areas of comfort like when I was young. <laughs> but I went on to the third. There's loads of series of it. And I just, I like the, I like the skill that's going into all the model making and the sets and everything. It's not this CGI computer rubbish, you know. So I'm still continuing yes. with that. So I'm watching like a, a children's program from the eighties instead of like watching like a cop show. I just it, it is. I am where I am. I just I don't even it, care. It just whatever it, gets me through. It, in all honesty, I would probably rather do that myself as well. Um, although we've just started watching one called Chits Creek. I don't know if you've seen that advertised at all. Spelled my mum my and, yeah, and dad recommended it's, it to me. What's it about? Because it's supposedly it, really funny. It's really, really funny. It's really good. I was recommended by a friend. And um, it's about this American family who are kind of like one of the ultra-rich elite. And they lose literally everything except for this town that they that the father bought for his son as a bit of a joke many years ago. So they moved to this town and they haven't, you know, got a pot to pee in, so to speak, and just sort of rebuild their lives from there. And it's you need to watch the first sort of two or three to really get who all the characters are and sort of what they're like. Mm-hmm. But once you sort of once you've done like the first three or so, and it just sort of get, it just continually gets better and better. And it is it's really funny. And it's actually uh, it's written and, and created by a father and son who are the father and son in the actual series, which. Um, we had to. We after a bit of googling, noticed um, that it's them, and so <laughs> there's all, already a natural dynamic there anyway. Um, and you can tell half the time they're trying not to laugh, um, but they manage to keep it together for the film. And, and it is just, it's very entertaining. And um, I've got about four episodes to catch up on tonight, if I can. I'm gonna have a look at so that. Yeah, and, and they're only they're only about twenty. Just over twenty minutes long an episode as well, so they're not too long or intense. Well, that's good. Now I'm going to have a look at that tonight. Um, yeah. uh, once I finish this, because I've just had like about three nights in a row sitting till eleven o'clock at night in the computer grinding through Trucking Driver. Uh, yeah. Very, very slowly. So I've got to look at. I've got to look at that. Uh, are there any? Um, mm-hmm. uh, w- w- are there any attractive female characters on it? Uh, the the daughter is. Uh, a very bohemian-looking, uh, nice. good-looking sort of model-type lady. I couldn't tell you her name. I haven't got a clue. I don't know because I'm because I'm so deprived of normal normal human contact and things these days. Now, and every time I watch a TV show, now I end up with like a major crush on the on the, the on one of the characters on it. You know, like I still can, like um, Kim from Better Call Saul. Like you know, I just oh. I just I'm proper like well, so, I'm proper like soppy about it, you know. I'm like they'd, they'd better not kill her off and or anything like that. And the same with them. Uh, and Narco, Narcos series three, I was working my way. In fact, I have been right the way through Narcos series three. I'm now on to Narcos Mexico, and I'm also reading um, a book in my Kindle about the real story of Pablo Escobar as well, which is quite interesting. Oh, with okay. all of that, 
But yeah, uh, I don't know. Narcos Series Three, the, the, the one of the um, female actresses, Andrea Londo, L O N D O. Check her out on Instagram. Well, the, the mother, the mother in uh, Shit's Creek was the lady who was in Beetlejuice, and I think she was possibly Cruella Deville in Hundred One Dalmatians. Um, but she's a well-known actress, so yeah. I mean that might float your boat. I don't know. So, um, oh, I don't know. Well, you th- you think Cruella Deville will float my boat? But hey, well, you know, everyone's different, aren't they? I think I'm pretty conventional, really. <laughs> Shit's Creek season seven. Good grief! There's plenty of them to be getting through. It's yes. a Cana- it's a Canadian show as well. It is Canadian, yeah. But I believe I oh, believe brilliant! It's, it's got you. It's, it's got Eugene Levy in it. It's got Jim's dad from that's right American Pie. Oh, this cannot possibly be bad. So that's him. Yeah, that's him as the dad and his son, who plays his son in it. Brilliant! David, oh, I'd love to go and check that yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's highly recommended viewing, definitely. I had my old Sega Mega Drive and my Master System set up on Sunday as well. Oh, wonderful. Retro sort of theme, because I'd started... Um, I collected quite a few Master System games um, back a few years ago, like ones that I used to play, because they were expensive. You had to swap them with your mates, because the games were like 25, yes. 30 quid, so you would only get them mm-hmm. at Christmas. Unless your, your mates who had like Commodore Amigas would just have like thousands of copied games, but Master System and Mega Drive games were like everybody only had like a few games and you all had to swap them between each other. So mm-hmm. I, had, I had that yeah. on, I had that on a bit on Sunday trying to play sensible soccer on the Mega Drive, and I used to be able to just hammer everybody, all the computer teams on it, and win leagues by hundreds of points. So I set myself up a Scottish Premier League, and um, I'm like fourth from bottom in it. Um, and like struggling and the, the skills have deserted me loads of the games that you put on it's like three lives and you're dead and there's no save facility yeah. oh exactly I mean I've started playing Alex Kidd in Miracle World again recently on the Master System what? And the actual used, Master System? Uh, yeah really? really? used to used to uh, take used to play for hours and hours and I can't even complete the first level um now and he, you know we we had a Commodore sixty four for years because um, we couldn't afford anything else and eventually we managed to get a Master System um, and a few years back uh, it might even be ten years now um, perhaps I pre saw all of this um, I bought a job lot I bought it, it was a Sega Mega Drive with eighty eight games plus. I think there's another Mega Drive included, a Master System, some N64s, just this huge job lot of retro computers. Really? Uh, from Still Newcastle. got it all? Yeah, and I've got pretty much all of it. I've sold I've sold off a few consoles that I've got duplicates of, but at, at the moment I've still got the Mega Drive with all the games, uh, the Whoa. Master System. Um, I've since bought a Commodore 64. I, I've got an Amiga yeah, I've got an. A, I set up a PlayStation, uh, the original PlayStation, recently, because uh, I've still got a few a few games. And there's a truck racing game in there as well, but I just haven't had the time to actually yeah. sit down and, and have got, a go. I want. I want to. I want to find. I want to see what list of Mega Drive games you've got. I've got a shelf behind me, um, which has got a load of Mega Drive games in it. And obviously, you can. I've got the little Mega Drive Mini that I got for Christmas as well, which you can hack to put games on it. But it's not quite the same as plugging the cartridge in. I actually bought, because uh, I've got my, my original Master System was a Master System 1, which came with a light phaser. So you could yes. play um, Safari Hunt and shoot the screen. And that only works on an old CRT television. 
so I can't actually I can't actually use the light phaser at the moment. But um, I bought a Master System two last year for like a tenner because it's got Alex Kidd and Miracle World built into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To get Alex Kidd and Miracle World the cartridge on its own, it's actually really expensive because it wasn't out for all that long before they started yeah. using it as the built-in title on the Master System. But that wasn't a bad game. I was trying to play Alex Kidd and Shinobi World on Sunday, and I couldn't get off the first bloody level, so I put it off. <laughs> but that was—I don't know if it's a sign of us getting old, though. Is it the fact that we can't play computer games anymore? No, I don't know. Well, I don't, well, I can play modern ones. I can play Forza Four Horizon, and I can play Red Dead Redemption and GTA Five. It's these old games. It's just because you had nothing else to do when you were like eight, nine, ten years old, and if you had three games and that was all you had to do, you just sat and played them and played them and played them. But nowadays, yeah, so. nowadays you've got like infinite sources of entertainment for everything, so you just get fed up and you're like, I'm not, I'm not persevering with this yeah, any, that's long, true. any longer. But I can't give them up, you know. I, I'll, I'll never. Um, I consider that like my dad's like LP record collection. I'm always going to have that collection of games in a cabinet yeah. somewhere, you know. One one day I'm going to have a huge room with all of my retro consoles <sighs> set up with an individual TV each. And uh, you can just sort of come in and, and play whichever game, console you choose, you know, in the room without having to faff about with wires and aerial leads and all this sort of thing. And um, what you could do, you could even type type in uh, load and then enter on a on a Commodore 64, press play on tape, leave it for half an hour to load up whilst you go and play something else. Yeah, that would be, uh, oh, that's be nice. But, it, and it's, but it, it also goes back to the truck site at the time. The trucks didn't have the technology, same as computers. And nowadays, the technology is just something else, isn't it? I was thinking about it recently. You know, the amount of grief you see with modern trucks, and it's all down to sensors and things like that. It's not... Yeah, it's nothing I mean, you can just sort of fix at the side of the road and just get going and carry on, is there? No, I mean, you could use it like a Sega Mega Drive as an axle stand if you wanted yes, to. Yes, you know, that's true. A, that's yeah. how resilient they the, the are. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a, someday, moving the podcast back to trucks, at least for a bit, there was a Renault this week that had, had uh, like a two years old corroded wires to the ECU because they put the ECUs in the most stupid place on the chassis. And all truck manufacturers do it. They, they put things outside where they're like exposed to the elements and wires get, you know, don't go and yeah. pack it away somewhere where it's warm and dry. There's that many control units and everything and technology. Just the way that it is, it was a simpler time when, you know, you, you were out. But having said that as well, all these trucks, when it was like minus 20 weather in some places, all the trucks started in the morning and off they went, you know. It wasn't like the diesel had waxed in the tanks and thing, yeah. things wouldn't um, things wouldn't fire up in the morning. Everything just went up and away it, away it went. So, you know, technology has got its advantages, but also its, um, its drawbacks, I suppose. Mm, yeah, it's because... I drove past a garage in Spain, and I remembered that the f- near uh, offside front brake was pulling on on my tractor unit, and so I pulled in this garage, and I ended up being there about twenty six hours because it was might have even been I think it was over a weekend. So Daff in Spain took a long time to get out there, went off, came back, tried something, didn't work, so on and so forth. And this garage was typically in Spain where there's plenty of places which have got big restaurants and all this and the other. This wasn't one of them. It was literally a garage with like a couple of main sandwiches. This, was, this like tra- was this with Trans Am with the Black Dark? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I was on my way down, on my way down to Lisbon. I pl- luckily had plenty of time to get there, which soon dwindled into uh, not a great deal of time, unfortunately. 
Um, and it, yeah, it turned out to be a sensor. And mm. you know, just think, well, t- 10, 15 years ago, you wouldn't have had that sort of problem generally because there's that less, that would have been that fewer sensors and so on and so forth. And speaking of DAFs, before I forget, a Dutch chap I've spoken to via social media who has restored a 95 500 with a Cummins, I believe, space cab. He's. Um, I'm hoping to put a little article together for him, which hopefully the readers would like to see. Oh, definitely. I. What, what in terms? Can he like supply the photographs for it, or are you going to try uh, and get I him hope, and see him I, passing I hope one so. day? <laughs> um, if a dog. not, I mean, <laughs> one one place I regularly go to seems to be Skiphole Airport. Yeah. That's a very regular collection place. So if he's not too far from there, I might even be able to go and swing and take some photographs. Um, so he's going to start writing you know some information I'll, I'll put the story together of, of the truck it is now retired um but it did mm-hmm. up to very recently do like the odd local run obviously being euro probably minus five i presume he probably couldn't go euro, to euro one of them might be, no no it won't be euro i think it would probably be euro one the 14 litre yeah. cummins i don't think it even made it to euro two i stand to be corrected on that but no, no, you wouldn't be getting about Europe too too much with them. I got the opportunity to drive one in hot daft, a purple one. I got to drive at Daft's anniversary celebrations, which was a uh, wonderful. It was a great thing. Daft had got all these journalists together to go and drive these trucks. And of course, a lot of truck journalists have never been truck drivers or they don't have experience in manual gearboxes and things. And the poor owners of these yeah. trucks had the, all these journalists from across Europe jumping in the truck and going to drive them and not the clue. A lot of gear <laughs> a lot of gear grinding and a lot yeah, the driving wasn't up to standard. I, my driving of course was superb, that goes without saying. Of course. Yeah. I was immaculate, you know. But I I drove that and I drove a thirty six hundred as well, which was a good laugh. That oh was, wonderful. That was good, and I was going to go and drive another one, but this this guy um, uh, shoved in the front of the queue and decided to go and drive the truck. Some guy called Piggott, somebody, and as it turns out, it's like he's like his family owns Packard and like Kenworth and everything. He was like one of the very top boys in the whole company well, at all, so he was probably allowed to shove in front of me. But that must have been well, 20... yes and no, because he's got more he's got more time to do that sort yeah. of thing, you know. That's twenty eighteen. That was. Oh. It's quite scary how time moves on because I was, and funny enough, I was thinking the I still think of the Mercedes not Gigaspaces as the new shape Mercedes, but I think it's twenty thirteen they came out. Yeah, they stopped making this. Uh, yeah, they started making them. The Mega Space was stopped then, and then the Giga Space came out in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, which is near. You know, it's eight years ago now, which is uh, a long time incredible. Ago. And and the Volvo FH4 again, which I still think of as quite new. That was twenty thirteen. Ag- ag- they came out in yeah, Euro agri- five. AgriForce have got a fourteen. I think it for, was it thirteen. Yeah, you because I was twenty thirteen. They just, came out. It was because I was in Amsterdam on a tour. And Volvo having a launch day for the FH4. My good friend Mark Farrer, who owns MDF Transport in Yarmouth, had came across invited by Volvo, and he had a spare ticket. So he asked me if I wanted to go. So before it was launched, I went to the launch day with him and tried out um, a couple of 750s. We sat in one with the like, automatic braking system. We tried an electric truck. It was uh, it was an absolutely amazing day. And to think that that as well is not far off 10 years ago is mm. just, just mind-boggling to me. I still think of them as like a brand-new sort of truck. Yeah, oh, hoping we can get back to... All those sort of um, events again soon. Oh, 
Yes. Just a, you're, yeah, you're, as you're looking back now, you've definitely like lost lost a year to to all this n- nonsense. Eh? That was because um, Volvo mm-hmm. last year when coronavirus kicked in, Volvo's were about to launch their whole new range of trucks, and that all got cancelled at the last at the last minute. I think MAN were the last ones who were able to do like a full truck launch, and that was really close to the wire. And Bilbao they launched the TGX. Um, yeah. So ah, the woman that's all getting on for a year now. At least time does pass on. So what's what's your plans for the rest of your journey? You've got to pick up your solitary dog, and then you're just driving back across Europe to Kent to drop the yeah your, drop, your wee pal the, off. Drop the pooch off, which I'm planning on doing tomorrow evening, and then going home. That's the plan. Um, I think I'm from here. I'm about eight eight hundred and fifty kilometers. I think it said to Ashford. So it's, I mean, and it's all motorway, and it's all like 130 kilometres an hour motorway, so I can really yeah. make good time. The, the only thing concerning me is the UK road network, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like last week, coming up from Bordeaux, from straight, you know, I got straight up to, to the, the Channel Tunnel, dead easy, not a problem. And actually getting home last week, um, I got snagged up around Colchester for absolutely no apparent reason. Uh, luckily, it didn't didn't cost me too much time but it still did so yeah. um yeah that's that's the plans for for the the rest of this one and then um not sure what i'll be doing next week uh, i'll soon find out tomorrow but obviously it's my last week before i'm doing my cpc and uh, so my good friend andy Beaton is going to take over for me and cover for a couple of weeks so no no doubt he'll get some really juicy nice runs um they have had quite a few go to norway recently mm. although in respect to the fact it's been about minus 20, I'm quite glad I haven't actually gone. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll quite happily sit and wait until it gets a bit warmer before I go anywhere like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's, no. uh, yeah. that sounds, that sounds uh, all right. Sounds like a good, a good plan and a good run. I'll say I've got, I've got my deadline to get out of the way on Friday. I've got two photo shoots to do and then I've got to be out in this Volvo. I'll probably go down the road on Sunday on it, I think. And, I've got to go and finish off my own YouTube stuff as well. I've got like two or three Vauxhall videos I need to upload as well for my own yeah. my own channel, which is suddenly bizarrely got popular. So I'm going to go. Well, I am going to go and watch a couple of episodes of Ships Creek and eat a load of blue ice lollies. I'll let you Very get. Nice too. Let you get on with the rest of your evening. All right, mate. Well, I'm going to do a bit of video editing, uh, a bit of writing. And I'm going to have another beer, and, and I'm probably going to sit at the bar and drink that because I be, just because I can, which yeah, is such a novelty at the moment. Wow! Oh, what a thought! Yeah, and <laughs> and I, and, I, and I dare say we, we can't have a podcast with me and you chat without saying hello to Ash Redmond because I know that if I don't say that, I will get a text message saying why haven't I said hello? So um, hello, Ash, uh, and hi to Craig Dealy. Um, nice to know that you listen oh, to these regular as well. We're doing shout outs now. Anybody else? Well, I don't know. I, j- I just thought I'd better get Anybody them in. Anybody want a shout-out? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want a shout-out, let me know, because then I know that you're actually listening to me and Dougie talk. <laughs> yeah, and you've made it right to the end of this one as well. Yes, yes, exactly, to prove that you've listened all the way. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Hello, Ash. Right. <laughs> cool. All right, mate. Lovely job. Cool. Right, we'll catch you later. Cheers. Yeah, nice to speak to you, Dougie. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Truck and Driver podcast. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To keep up to date with the latest news, 100% for drivers, visit truckanddriver.co.uk, where you can also subscribe to the print edition of Truck and Driver magazine, which publishes on the last Friday of every month. 
Truck and Driver podcast is produced by Sound Rebel. To find out more, please visit soundrebel.co.uk.